Yenacast, 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 Yenacast. Hello and welcome to Siennacast. I'm Carly, the environmental captain here at Siena, and I'm also joined by a special guest here today. We are so excited to be joined today by Jenna, also known as the Ironic Minimalist. Jenna is a slow fashion stylist and influencer focused on promoting capsule and long-term investments for clothing as opposed to following trends. She sources her clothing for clients and photo shoots outside fast fashion retailers such as second-hand charity stores. And Jenna also works at the Brunswick consignment store Mutual Muse. I had the privilege of meeting Jenna last year in the UN Partners for Sustainability conference where she spoke about the role of the consumer in sustainability as well as the mindset and the practices which we can put into place to support our environment while also staying fashionable, uh, which I really resonated with. Uh, and since then, I've been following her on Instagram through which she uh, posts rela uh, relatable and fun content regarding the issue of fast fashion as well as current events and issues. But today we will be discussing the work that Jenna does with slow fashion and as well as how this relates to our Siena community and how we can get involved in the issue. Good morning Jenna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Uh, we're going to have a bit of an um, informal conversation today. Uh, guided around a few questions. Um, I'll get started with, I'm sure we're all very curious to know, what was your reasoning behind your um, your title of The Ironic Minimalist? Um, well, it came around by accident, to be honest. <laughs> I started a blog back, I don't know, 2009, I'm going to say, quite a while ago now, um, and I went through all these random names, and then I was like, oh, well, I like the minimalist style, but I'm not really a minimalist. I have a lot of crap. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I'm ironic minimalist. And it, I just sort of put it there as a placeholder and they just sort of stuck and then it just kept going. I, I'm more of a minimalist now than I was when I started the name, but it just sort of stuck. So I kept it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And it definitely stood out to me <laughs> when I was looking through your content. That's good. <laughs> um, I guess we'll get started with, um, you do mention uh, slow fashion quite a bit and how you're into that. Can you explain that a little bit of what that exactly means to you? Uh, so slow fashion for me is not just buying new items from sustainable designers. It's everything from washing your clo clothing correctly, from darning a sock to buying little as possible. So I guess slow fashion for me is just taking what you already do with fashion and slowing it right down. So if you're buying like six new tops a week, buy one. If you are washing your clothing, how are you actually washing it? Are you using the right detergent? Are you washing it inside out to preserve the color? What are the fabrics you're wearing? What are the fabrics you're washing? It's just discovering and learning more about fashion and how I can lessen my environmental footprint, basically. Hmm. Um, I'd also be really um, interested to know what exactly your day kind of entails, like what you tend to do. Oh gosh. Um, so big question. <laughs> um, well, I guess if I mean usually I'm just on the couch reading a book and patting my cats. It's really not exciting. Um, so we'll take a day at work, for example. So I work at, um, as you said before, the Brunswick um, location of Mutual Muse. So Mutual Muse, for those who don't know, is a consignment style um, shop. So basically, people bring in their clothing to sell to us. Um, we don't hold it on consignment, but we buy it off them. 
so they can trade their clothing for cash or store credit. Um, so basically, I work there. Um, it's like a normal retail job, except we buy the stock for the, the store, and we buy it off people coming in to sell their clothing. So during that day, you know, I you know had breakfast, got to work. Um, I usually walk to work, catch a tram, um, and then I'm on the floor buying clothing, deciding what we need in the shop, deciding what trends are on style, like you know, in style, um, what people are buying, how the shop should look. Um, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's kind of pretty simple when you've done it for quite a few years. Yeah. I think the main thing though with the, um, a consignment style store, as I call Mutual Muse, is that our stock rotates quite fast. So you could sell something to us and it'll be gone in less than four days, or mm. sometimes people buy it right off the counter. So I think that's what the great thing is. You never know what you're gonna find. You also are participating in a circular economy. So you're selling your clothing you no longer wear. Someone else is buying it and giving it love. It's not going to landfill, it's not going to trash, it's not going to the, um, Op shop where it could not be sold and taken to landfill. So I just like that I have this little community of customers and staff who all participate in this sustainable culture like I love. Mm, yeah. Um, I'd also be very interested to know, I realised, especially these days with social media, TikTok, um, these kinds of platforms where uh, we're popularising a very sh a much shorter trend cycle. So in your shop, do you tend to see a shorter cycle of these trends and very new pieces coming in, or are they more timeless fashion pieces? It really depends. Mm. Again, we buy items of clothing and they can be on trend, they can be timeless. Um, so we buy what people want. So if people aren't buying skinny leg jeans, we don't stock skinny leg jeans because we mm. know what they won't sell. Mm -hmm. And we have to have that stock in the store. And if it's not selling, we have to get rid of it, which costs money. And it's taking up valuable space for something else could be sitting in. Basically, we're a business, that's what it is. We're not an op shop, we're a charity. So we need to keep those items in um, always selling. So yeah, it's a kind of a mix of both. So sometimes I see things that I wore when I was young, like colored skinny leg jeans and brightly colored t-shirts. So I'm like. Well, I can't believe there's a back in again, but also, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Because I thought I'd never see this stuff again. Um, but yeah, it really is a mix of, you know, puffy sleeved um, tops or like um, linen pants or um, for one season there we had mini skirts with pleats, was all, all the rage. So <laughs> people wanted them and we buy, couldn't buy them fast enough. So it's really a big mix of trends, timeless pieces, whatever people want to buy on that day or week. We've yeah. got to be in tune with that. Mm. Um, also, I know that your a lot of your work that you do revolves around your social media. How would you say that that assists you with your mission? Uh, I mean, social media sucks sometimes, <laughs> so hard sometimes. I really wish I could give it up at times, but other times I love it. There's such a strong community of slow fashion people, um, sustainable designers, op shops, consignment style stores that I have on there that I love tuning into what they're doing and discovering what they're doing. Um, I like that I can sort of push back a bit against that sort of whole culture or that need to buy new by showing what I wear, which is just, it's basically the same outfit I wear every single day. I just swap around items. <laughs> I wear the same thing every single day, which is pretty easy. Like, um, I love my clothes, so I want to wear them all the time. So I'm going to mm. showcase that. I also like to show people how they can, you know, mend items. I can't sew, I'm no good at it, but I want to keep my items in rotation. I want them to be loved more. Um, and if I ever do happen to sell them, I want them to keep that value. So for me, there's no point in buying fast fashion if it has no value at the end of its life cycle. Um, so I like to push back and I like to show people how to do these things. And I like to show people that 
slow fashion isn't just buying from sustainable designers. Like, yes, it is that, but again, it's also like mending your clothing, it's looking after them, it's buying less, it's renting your clothing, it's sharing your clothing, it's so many more things than just buying stuff. Shopping your own wardrobe and wearing what you have. So I want to make that the common thing. I don't want to be pushing for trends. I don't want to be, you know, you have to buy something every single weekend. I want them to slow it down and I want to show them how they can do that. It's quite simple. What would you say that the biggest issue for teenagers my age in fast fashion, just fashion in general? Well, I think it's the push from media to want to have something new every single week or weekend. It's um, hanging out with your friends and going, oh, look at this great top, let's all buy one. I didn't have that when I was younger. I didn't have social media when I was younger. <laughs> um, so I never really had that push. But when I started to, when social media came about and like um, even like you couldn't really buy stuff online back in my day. I sound so old. <laughs> um, but it's just what it's just how um, I grew up in a small town. We had none of this social media. We had didn't have ASOS. We didn't have Pretty Little Thing. All these sort of things. So there was none of that. Um, but when I moved to um, a bigger town in Tasmania, uh, we had shops there, of course, and I would spend all my money on these shops. So it's the two for 20 deals and the, the two for 50 deals because I thought I had to have something new every week. I mean, I wasn't going to any events. I had nothing special on, but I just felt pushed to buy these new things. And I guess that just sort of came from magazines. It came from friends. It just came, it was just sort of this weird feeling inside of me that I had to have something new. And I think that is still an issue for teenagers today, that push to have something new. Um, it's always going to be there, it's not something we can take away. We always want to buy the bargain, we always want the deal, because that's what we're driven to do. But I don't think it needs to be that way. I think we can buy something exciting and new from an op shop. We can get it from a friend's wardrobe. We can get it from our own wardrobe by maybe chopping up something or wearing it backwards or styling it different. different. That newness doesn't have to come from a shop. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess we're also, Jenna will be here today to speak to our Year 11 students. Um, can you tell us just briefly about what you'll be speaking to them about? Um, I think I just want to show everyone that even as a teenager or even someone with limited funds, you can participate in sustainable fashion or slow fashion. It's not just buying. It's so much more than that and that's what I want to showcase. I want to share my little tips and tricks for op shopping. I want to share what I do when something breaks. I want to share what I look for when I buy clothing. It's so easy to be a part of the sustainable or slow fashion movement. Um, it's as easy as putting your clothes in the washing machine correctly. That's what I want to share today. Awesome. Resources to make anything and it should not be under even 50 bucks. Clothes should not be that cheap, unless they're second hand, then they can be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think I would like to see people pushing back on them. I would love to see more comments like, you know, why are you buying this many items? Like often in the whole videos when I watch them, I've seen them going, oh, it's, not, it's kind of cute, but I don't think I'll wear it that often. Then why did you buy it? Mm -hmm. Why did you spend your hard earned money buying something you might not wear that often? And it's just going to go to the tip or the op shop where no one will buy it and then the op shop will get rid of it or go land landfill. It's such a serious consequence. Class fashion harms people from the beginning to the end and in the middle as well. But we don't see that because it's hidden away in other countries. Um, but I want to see people push back against these. And I do see comments. I'm starting to see comments when I see hauls. Although my Instagram algorithm is pretty much sustainable for slow fashion now so I don't get to see the holes which is probably good for my sanity um, but I just want to see people push them away I want that the people who buy them are privileged and they can do whatever they want with their money I do not care 
but I don't want them to, t I wish they would take another angle and look at what they're pushing. They're pushing for people to buy more clothing. They're pushing for people who cannot afford, afford to buy clothing to buy more clothing when they could be spending that money on a, you know, a better item or feeding their children or whatever mm. is their other thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people do want to support um, slow fashion and make a difference where they can. Would you say that there are any barriers to this? There even are in the... so many barriers. Mm. And this is what I'm going to be discussing today in our talk. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess one of the biggest ones is expense. Mm -hmm. Yes, slow fashion is expensive and I totally get it. I cannot, am privileged to be able to afford fast fashion. <laughs> I'm privileged to be able to afford slow fashion. <laughs> Um, but I save for these pieces. Mm -hmm. I wait until I know that I actually want it. I look at the fibre and the fabric content and figure out what it's made from and I also look at how I can wear it. So can this colour go with my pair of pants? Can it go with my tops? How many times do I think I'll wear it? I want to wear it more than 30 times. Mm -hmm. So when you break down the cost of a $400 jacket and you're wearing it more than 400 times, it becomes like a dollar a wear. So it's worth it in the end. I know, I know it's a big, co a big cost, but if you are one of those people who does buy a lot of fast fashion and you stopped for maybe a month, how much money would you have saved that you could put towards a luxury purchase? Well, not a luxury item, but towards a sustainable slow purchase. It could be quite a lot and you could surprise yourself that you can afford a better quality item. Because if you're buying fast fashion and it's ripping to shreds the moment you're wearing it mm -hmm. and it's sort of, you know, put in the washing machine that it shrinks, then why aren't you putting that money towards something? If you can, um, there's a lot of privilege involved in slow fashion. Um, I do also want to address that often these fast fashion brands are the only thing that people can buy, and I totally acknowledge that. If you cannot afford if you cannot afford slow fashion, there are many other ways to do it. But don't beat yourself up because you can't buy the $400 jacket. You can do what you can. Mm, yeah. Um, I definitely acknowledge those barriers as well. Um, I know even size inclusivity can yes. also be such a great um, big issue. Um, it's great to see that there are some brands that are pushing towards that, but clearly not enough. Um, and that obviously can lead to people having to then result to buying that if that's the only thing available. Yeah, totally um, agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, let's have a look at... Maybe about more about your job as a stylist. Yeah. So what does that entail and how do you kind of um, incorporate your views on slow fashion to that? Um, well, I studied at Australian Style Institute. Um, oh gosh, I honestly don't know what years are anymore. Since, <laughs> since the pandemic, I've forgotten what days are. Um, a few years ago now, I'm going to say 2017, 18, 19, I was studying there. And I noticed I was starting to discover minimalism and that sort of led to veganism and slow fashion as well. And I sort of noticed that no one was really talking about the effects of um, what our fashion does on the world. And no one was really talking about secondhand items or where our fashion goes or who makes it. So I was like, this is a bit weird. Why are we glossing over this? And like the sort of aim of a stylist seemed to be to buy as many things as possible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what about the clothes in your wardrobe already? Or what about, you know, nice pieces made ethically? Why aren't we talking about that? So I sort of started talking a bit about it and I found a lot of people resonated. So I just started doing it. I mm -hmm. found um, clients that were looking for slow fashion purchases or they were just looking to revamp their wardrobe without buying anything new. Or they wanted to go to the op shop and they needed someone to help them. It was as simple as that. I just found these people um, via groups on Facebook um, and then just people started asking me questions and I started learning more so 
I honestly didn't set out to do this, it just sort of happened. I'm, I'm so passionate about it and I want to tell people about it, so that's how it happened. Mm. But basically, um, if I'm doing a photo shoot, I will um, sort of seek out clothing brands that I know are slow fashion or I'll pull stuff from work because I'm lucky enough to have that ginormous wardrobe there mm -hmm. or I'll pull stuff from my own wardrobe or I'll go off shopping to find it. It takes a little longer, it takes a bit of digging but I love to see the result and for people, you don't even know it's second hand, you don't know it's sustainable fashion but I love to see people go, oh those Burberry pants were only 10 bucks and you start them like that? I'm like yeah, I found them at the op shop, simple. Um, and I think people are wanting to know how they can use their wardrobe and they don't want to buy as much. They want to know what colours suit them, they want to buy for longevity. So that, I think that's where I come in. I don't want to buy new things. I would rather use what's in your wardrobe already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that your, what would you describe your client base more so as? Would you say it's more young people? Or? No, it's everyone. Really? I've had um, mothers, I've had um, a couple, who were looking to um, regenerate the male client's wardrobe, like they, he just needed help to sort things out. Mm. Um, um, I've had young people who were just sort of confused about their body and their body shape and how they could dress for it. Mm. I've had just so many people with this sort of no one thing they have in common apart from wanting to buy sustainably or wanting to shop less or wanting to go off shopping. They're all bound by this slow fashion connection. Um, which is amazing. I don't want to go to um, shopping centres. I hate them. They're too mm. loud and noisy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> too overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. I want to go to the off shops where I can dig and find things and I want to show them what's in their wardrobe and how they can pair it together. That's my passion. Yeah. Oh, I'd say one of my best hobbies is also doing, um, lo looking around the op shops, mm. always finding treasures there as yes. well. But I know there is also a bit of concern these days with gentrification mm. and how, um, I guess, the use of non uh, use of the stores by non-low-income individuals. What would you say your perspective on that is? Look. There is a lot more secondhand fashion in the world than you actually think. Mm -hmm. There's literally deserts full of cast of clothing that we cannot sell. We send it overseas to sell. I don't think shopping secondhand is a big problem. Um, also, op shops will help out people in need when they need it. I was in Vinny's the other day and someone came in and, was, and had spoken to one of the store assistants and was like, I need clothing. And the person's like, here you go. <laughs> it was simple as that. I do think there are some issues when people buy a lot of clothing and then upsell it a lot, mm -hmm. but there's issues with everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is this the slow fashion topic is not sort of a black and white one. There's so many grey bits, there's so many bits that don't make sense. Mm. Um, so I don't think that we'd never have enough secondhand clothing for everyone in the world because we have more than we will ever need. Mm. We are producing at a rate that we cannot keep up with. Mm. We are buying at a rate that we can barely keep up with as well. So I think I love op shops and I love travelling to different places to look at op shops, but I'll only buy what I need. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where, again, even with um, op shopping, you can be a fast fashion fiend because you're buying more than you need, or you're buying something because it's cheap, or you're buying something because it looks cute. Mm -hmm. So if you go op shopping or fast fashion shopping or any type of shopping, just buy what you need and consider mm -hmm. what you're buying if you do really need it. Um, also consider when you do know that, don't do donate your clothing, make sure it's clean as well. Mm -hmm. No one wants to buy dirty old clothes. Mm, yeah, I guess there's also that issue with people looking at to 
um, donate donation stores as kind of a garbage dump. Oh yeah. And putting old clothes yes, there that is 100%. ripped to pieces and giving the responsibility to others. So yeah, so someone has to go through those items, mm. and if they are not fit for sorting through, I myself have gone through wet clothing and it is disgusting. <laughs> I said not to bring them in here again because this is a health hazard. Mm -hmm. um, but no one should have to go through mouldy or dirty or smelly or unwashed clothing because it is a health hazard. So do not dump your clothing outside an op shop when it is closed. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I saw many times during lockdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, someone will have to sort it. It goes to landfill. It's a waste of time, resources, money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get donated like you think it does. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is a very big question. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'd be... What, I really would love to know what your vision for Year 11s, but just generally our Siena community uh, who are young individuals who are looking to um, better their um, consumption on uh, fast fashion and um, leaning more towards slow fashion approach. But I guess what would you say is your main vision on that? I think... Um as you're young, you're still in the prime of your life with experimenting with clothing and keep doing that, but just look at where you're getting it from. You have such an amazing group of friends here at this college, share your clothing with them. Mm -hmm. So share what you have, rent clothing, go op shopping together. You don't need to buy anything. Mm -hmm. You can just have a look and experiment with different styles. Don't create any rules for yourself, but just slow it down a tad. Mm -hmm. Consider where you're donating, consider mending your items consider wearing them a different style. Look to influencers, but do not copy them. Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest mistakes I made when I was young, was copying influencers. And I always wanted what they had. You mm -hmm. will never look like them because you do not have the same body shape. You do not have the same hair color. Mm -hmm. They usually have someone to style them for events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take inspiration from how they're dressing, but never copy. Mm -hmm. And do not be afraid to wear whatever you want to wear because this is the prime time to experiment and you will sort of find your own style later. But just keep it simple, have fun with it, but just try and be sustainable as possible. But don't stress over it as well. <laughs> That's awesome advice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us today. I'm sure that everyone's um, found this so valuable to learn more about um, the issue of slow, uh, fast fashion as well as what you're doing currently. Um, and it's been, yes, yeah, been so valuable. Um, if you would like to learn more about Jenna, where can everyone find you? So I'm Ironic Minimalist on Instagram. Uh, my website's ironicminimalist.com um, and you can email me at jennaruthflood at gmail.com if you have any questions about sustainable fashion and I will try my best to answer them for you. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much.